I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome back to the Lake Show. News Talk 830 WCCO and welcoming Dane Mizzitani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press back to the Lake Show as well. First time talking to Dane here in the new year. He joins us on the uh, John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Uh, Dane, happy new year, man. Happy New Year, Lake. What's going on? Man, nothing much, man. Just wanted to talk a little hockey with you as well as I ask you uh, another question beyond that at the end of the interview. But, uh, man, the Minnesota Wild are red hot right now, winners of nine of their last 11 games. Is this the real Minnesota Wild? I think that there are, you know, some of us kind of scratching our heads with regards to expectations, but what do you make of this? Yeah, I think this is the the team that a lot of people expected at the beginning of the year. Um, It was a little shaky out of the gates. Uh, They couldn't stop a puck. They couldn't defend in front of their goaltenders. Um, And what you've seen over the past, like you said, that winners of nine of their last 11 is more of a commitment to their own end. Um, There were times earlier this season where I think you saw the Wild trying to be this skilled team, almost like they see that they have Kirill Kaprizov and everyone else just tries to be him. Um, that's not who the Wild are. The Wild are a, a team of skilled players who have to win gritty night in and night out. And you've seen that. They are sacrificing their body in front of the goaltenders. The goaltending as a whole has been a lot better than it was early in the season. And they're getting opportunistic goals um, because they're not just trying to be too pretty with it. Um, where the Wild run into trouble is when they try and skill it up and, and get too cute. Um, they're at their best when they make the game hard to play you know, on the other team. And, and then you know, the goals kind of follow from there. Tampa was the opponent last night. They defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning five to one. Uh, what was what happened with uh with Gustafson? I mean, what what was the situation there? Because it sounded like, according to Dean Everson, that he that he he, he, he puked a bunch. I didn't. I missed. I didn't see the game. Tell me what what occurred because I was clearly I was uh you know doing Wolves basketball. Yeah, it happened so fast, Lake. So. The game's winding down. The Wilder work in the Lightning, and and that's a that's a nice win in and of itself. You know, the Lightning won the, the Stanley Cup in 2020 and 2021. Um, so anytime you can beat a team like that, you feel good about yourself. But the Wilder destroying the Lightning. The the you know the final seconds are ticking away. Kirill Kaprizov scores an empty net goal to make it five one, which ended up being the final. Uh, and a large reason the Wild won the game was because of Phil Gustafson. He was great. He's been great. Uh, but all of a sudden, they they go back to the, the you know drop the puck after Kirill Kaprizov's empty net goal, and and we hear over the loudspeakers, you know, Mark Andre Fleury now in net, and you know we're furiously typing, we're trying to figure out well, what the heck happened to Gus, 
like Dean Everson said after the game, he he's sick, and he in that moment as the game was winding down couldn't make it anymore. Skated to the bench, went off and puked his gra- his brains out, according wow. to, to Dean Everson. So when when we hear that after the game, we're thinking like, oh no, you know, like sometimes if guys get their bell rung if they have a concussion and you know one of the, the symptoms is throwing up. Um, from what I'm hearing, it, it's just a sickness. It's an illness, and and that's not good, I guess. But it's also not as bad as say if he hit his head and 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 threw up because he had a concussion, which was my first instinct. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not that. I think it's just a. Uh, you know, an illness, and then sometimes these things happen. And if it would have happened behind closed doors, like no one would have ever known. But because he had to leave the game, uh, we know about it now. But uh, all, all in all, I think good news because when when a guy leaves the game so abruptly, you, you kind of assume the worst. Yeah, we're talking to Dame Mizutani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Give him a follow on Twitter at Dame Mizutani, and he's joining us here on the Lake Show to talk some Minnesota Wild hockey. So now, earlier in the year, Dane, me and you talked, and the let's be frank, the goaltending was shaky. It was beyond shaky. It wasn't very good. How would you categorize the goaltending here over the course of the last dozen games? It's why they're winning games. Um, you know, like I said, the Wild have gotten back to what how they play. They're playing well in front of the goaltenders, and and they're they're scoring goals because they're not trying to be too pretty on the ice. Uh, but the goaltending duo between Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson has been spectacular for the last dozen games. You know, it's like, it, it, like I said, it's why they've won nine of their last 11. They're getting solid, consistent goaltending night in, night out. And I think it's been kind of rewarding for both of these goaltenders because you, you look at the tandem on paper um, at the beginning of the year, it's a 38-year-old Mark Andre Fleury, who a lot of people are saying he's over the hill. You know, he's in the decline of his career, and, and while he's certainly not at the peak of his prime anymore, he's proving, you know, that he still has a lot of good hockey left in him. And, and then you had Philip Gustafson, who people just kind of wrote off as like this was a throw-in for the trade that you know to send Cam Talbot to Ottawa, and, and this guy isn't ready to be a backup in the league. Uh, and he's proved him wrong. He's been one of the best goaltenders in the league for the last month and a half. So uh, between the two of them, it, it's why the Wild are winning games. And I think it's it, it's been kind of cool to watch it happen in real time um, because I think there were a lot of doubts uh, about these two guys at the beginning of the year. You know, one of the things, Dane, that we know about professional sports, and it doesn't matter what sport it is, but this is just a fact, is that typically when an organization, a team that has, you know, some mild expectations to be good, right, or has a window to be good, when they are struggling and not winning games, everybody talks about trades. When a team is mm-hmm. doing extremely well, you're not thinking about making a major move. So, like, like early in the year, people are like, well, hold on, Bill Garrett's going to have to do something, right? Do you think that all of this winning that's taken place here the last few weeks or two, two and a half to three weeks has quieted any speculation or any thoughts of them trying to improve the roster or make a trade? Yes, right now, I think. Um, I think there was, like you said, there's this knee-jerk reaction of, well, things aren't going good. We need to fix it right now. And the only way we can fix it was with a big trade, with a splash move. Uh, I don't think that feeling permeates anymore, um, whether it be in, in the wild locker room or within the fan base. I think everyone's pretty happy with how things are going. Um, worth noting that they have been spectacular since the Ryan Reeves trade. And it's a small trade. 
in the grand scheme of things, Ryan Reeves doesn't score a ton of goals. He doesn't pot a lot of assists. Um, but he's helped kind of get the Wild back on track and play the way that they need to play. Um, so that trade by Bill Guerin deserves credit. Um, but it, it's not the splashy trade, I think, that, you're, that you were hinting at, that people, at, when, when things were going bad, it was like, we need to change everything. Um, so that feeling no longer exists. But I will say, like, if they continue to win and if they continue to play at a high level, they are now um, third in the Central, so firmly in, you know, beyond the playoff cut line. And um, I think only six games back of da- or six points back of Dallas in first place in the division. If the Wild continue to play well, well, when the trade deadline rolls around, we will start talking about trade um, because right now, as the roster is currently constructed, as good as they're playing. I don't know if they have enough firepower to, to make a, 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 a huge push in the playoffs. And, and that's the next step for this team is making a big legitimate playoff push. Um, so I think if they continue to win and play at a high level, we're going to start hearing about, well, how do they, how do they upgrade, how do they improve the roster? Um, but as far as wanting to make a trade to fix everything, um, that feeling's gone out the window. Yeah. We're talking to Dane Mizzitani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. I do want to finish things off, though, here with this conversation on uh, uh, a couple non-wild-related items. The first, though, mm-hmm. and they're both NFL-related because you cover the Vikings and stuff, too. Um, yep. I, I got to ask you, just as somebody that you're – dude, you're a beat writer, right? Like, like to, to me, you're yep. one of the best around here in, in the state of Minnesota covering the Minnesota Wild and the Vikings and, and going to sports events. Monday night, I'm at Target Center. Me and Jace Frederick, your colleague, we're sitting there. We're watching the Wolves, but we're also watching Monday Night Football on one of the monitors, and we see what takes place with DeMar uh, Hamlin. Um, I just wanted to, as somebody that you're around these athletes, man, you're interviewing them, you're covering them on a day-to-day, what, what was your reaction to that specific story and what took place? Because it's interesting because that actually did happen to NHL defenseman Chris Pronger going back to 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my reaction in real time is just like, I cannot believe this is happening. And, and it, it, was, it, it was almost surreal, to, and like time kind of stood still. I'm sitting there watching at home with my roommate, um, and, and a guy goes down, and, and you hate to say it, but you become so accustomed to guys just going down with significant injuries and just being like, well, as long as they give the thumbs up, um, then we know they're not – it's not that bad. We know they're not paralyzed. So yep. I was just waiting for the thumbs up. I thought maybe – maybe a neck injury, uh, maybe a, a really significant head injury, um, and just kind of sitting there waiting for the thumbs up and then resume play. But when they cut back to, you know, the, the first time they went to commercial right away, when they cut back and they showed some of the players' faces, and you could tell, like, it, something was wrong. Something was, was very, very wrong. Uh, because you could see the panic in their eyes. And, and, and you can't hide that feeling, like that feeling of panic. And these guys have seen injuries. They've seen gruesome injuries uh, over the course of their career um, to get to the highest level. Um, they've, they've seen probably some of the worst stuff you can imagine. Um, and then you get kind of accustomed to that. But when you, when you see something like ha- what happened to DeMar Hamlin, when your teammate, your brother is getting chest compressions on the field, getting CPR for the duration of nine minutes um, before they're able to kind of restart his heart with, with an AED and, and, and put him in the back of an ambulance. When, when you see something like that, like, that's something you've never seen. And you could tell from watching what the players were seeing and, and watching their reaction, whether it be Josh Allen kind of putting his hands over his mouth and, and you know, looking really legitimately scared or seeing Stephon Diggs tears streaming down his face. You just knew something was really wrong. 
Um, and then everything that's happened over the past couple of days, um, it just kind of shows you, you know, how, how important life is and, and how unimportant football is. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Uh, there we are sitting talking about well, how they're going to make this game up and, and, and who cares? Like, and, and then obviously that's come, come up. They're not going to make the game up. Uh, the game doesn't matter. And, and at that point um, it didn't, it, it still doesn't. Um, all that matters is, is the Marhan and a 24 year old kid um, in his life. And, you know, thank God we're seeing, you know, the, the, the market improvement or the remarkable improvement we're seeing or, or that we're hearing from, from his camp and, Sounds like he's able to kind of communicate via writing. Um, all of those things are good news, and, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, and, and I think it, it, it's kind of a, a nice sobering reality check to, like, you know, whether it be your favorite team or and someone's not performing well or your fantasy team and you, you're, all you're thinking about is, is these dudes as, as numbers and objects and stats. Well, well, they're human beings at the end of the day, and, and I think this was a – uh, kind of an unfortunate way to to kind of snap back to reality. I think it, it centered all of us in, in, in that sense. A final question, Dane. The um, I'm of the mindset that that we should be able to beat the Chicago Bears this weekend just knowing that they're not a good football team, number one. Justin Fields is not playing. And I am thinking that we should just go ahead and sit uh, key members of our team, and most notably Justin Jefferson. I, I just – I'm sorry, if you can't beat the Chicago Bears without Justin Jefferson, then you're not doing anything anyway. But just how do you how do you, how would you play this out? Do you say, you know what, we're not gonna rest anybody? I know that we've got a bunch of injuries on the offensive line and all of that stuff, but but we need this game and we're just gonna go ahead and play play it out. Uh, I understand wanting to feel good going into the playoffs and I understand like you just took a, a beat down at the hands of the Green Bay Packers, your biggest rival, and, and maybe you want to feel good about yourself heading into the playoffs. That being said, like if I was Coach Kevin O'Connell, I would rest everyone. I would say it, the twos, the threes, the fours, like that's who's playing this game. We are putting Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter, Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, all of them. They're putting them in bubble wrap. Uh, do not let them see the field. We saw it with Brian O'Neill. He, he's trying to run, run down the field and make a tackle, and he, he partially tears his Achilles. Ugh. Like This is a, a game that just you can, by being on the field, you can get hurt. Um, and the only way to guarantee that Justin Jefferson will be ready for the playoffs is to make sure he's not on the field. Same with any other guys I just listed. So, no, um, I, I wouldn't play any of the starters. Um, I agree with you. The, the Vikings – uh, you know, at twelve and three, um, or twelve, twelve, and, you know, twelve and four, hoping to be thirteen and four, should be able to beat the Chicago Bears, who, well, frankly, won't be trying to win because the, the number one picks on the line yep. and have already said Justin Fields is out. They should be able to beat that team with their backups. Um, and and I get the whole seeding thing. You know, I obviously understand like if the Vikings win the game, um, and the San Francisco. 49ers lose to the, to the, the Arizona Cardinals. The, the Vikings can jump back up to the number two seed. Um, all, all of those things I get, um, but I, I'm not willing to do any of that um, by risking, you know, the health of, of the, the star players on the team and, and the players that frankly are the only way you're going to make a deep playoff run. So long-windedly, I'm resting everyone. Like I'm with you, man. Hey, give him a follow on Twitter at Dame Bizzatani, but more importantly, check out his fine work for the Pioneer Press. Dame Bizzatani joining us here on the Lake Show. Hey, Dane, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, have a good one, Lake. All right, take care.
All right, we'll take a break. We'll do a quick scoreboard. Uh, we're going to be talking very shortly more Minnesota Viking football with Matthew Collar, Purple Insider himself. But uh, coming up next, we've got a scoreboard on The Lake Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In a few minutes, next segment after Paul Douglas's weather, we'll talk more Vikings with Purple Insider Matthew Collar. We'll do that next segment. But uh, right now, Jonathan Lowe on the ones and twos. DJ J-Lo with a scoreboard. Thank you so much, Mr. Lake. Let's go ahead and get this done a little bit quicker tonight. Got a little bit of time here to get some scores in. We start in the association. The NBA light schedule, as it usually is on Thursday nights, four games tonight. In the third quarter, just early third quarter, it is Memphis leading Orlando 73-53. to Memphis trying to get their 25th win on the season uh, Paulo Bancaro for the Magic, 18 points. Uh, Jer- Jaron Jackson Jr. for the Grizzlies, 22 points, seven boards through the first couple quarters and change. Hey, Bancaro's he's outstanding. He's, he's been good. good. Year. He's been yeah. the real. He's been the real deal coming yeah. in from Duke uh, after just one year. He's there. better than I expected. Yes. Uh, late second quarter in the Metroplex, Boston leads Dallas, 56 to 41. Luca with 15 points, five boards, two assists. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon for the Celtics, 11 points, three boards, two assists. Late first quarter, down south of Dallas in Houston, it's the Jazz leading the Rockets, 27-16. Utah trying to inch back closer toward 500. And then later tonight in the Mile High City, it's Denver hosting the L.A. Clippers. To the ice, the NHL, a busier night tonight. It is late in the second period in Philly. The Coyotes and Flyers, Philly leading Arizona 4-2. Midway through the second period, Carolina has a 3-2 lead at home over Nashville. It is late in the second period. Uh, north of the border, the New York Rangers leading Montreal 3-0 at the Bell Center. Also north of the border, late second period, the Seattle Kraken. What has gotten into the Seattle Kraken? They're really, really playing well. They're leading Toronto. At least the Kraken. That's right. 3-1, the Kraken lead the Maple Leafs. Late second in Jersey, it is the Devils and the Blues tied at two. The St. Louis Blues trying to get some traction and get back into the race for a, uh, for some wild card spots, maybe even that top three in the division, but they are trailing right now. Uh, late second in Columbus, it is Washington and the Blue Jackets tied at two. 
Then games coming up later, top of the hour, it'll be the New York Islanders out west to take on Edmonton. And then a couple games at and after 9 p.m. Central, the Colorado Avalanche out west to take on the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks. Pittsburgh will be in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. And the best team in hockey, Boston, will be in the in the the in Hollywood. They go into Hollywood to take on the Hollywood. LA Kings. That's La right. La Land. That's right. That's right. Let's go to NCAA basketball. Let's get some scores from uh the smaller hoop scene. It, uh, we're going to the Big Ten first as we get to the men's game. Rutgers just won, just held off Maryland 64 to 50. It is just past the midway point in the second half in Columbus. Number one, Purdue. 57, number 24, Ohio State, 56, Purdue trying to stave off back-to-back losses after losing at uh, at home to Rutgers earlier this week. And coming up at 8 o'clock, it'll be number 15, Indiana, taking on Iowa at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. And Indiana, by the way, has been underachieving this year. They were the team that everybody expected was going to win the Big Ten. They, they've been underachieving, but slightly. They've, they've had some tough games, some tough losses, but they've had a, a tough schedule getting into league play. Uh, other games in the top 25, number two, Houston, demolishing SMU midway through the second uh, half, 66-34 the score there. Coming up later tonight's number 10, the Crosstown rivalry, number 10, UCLA hosting USC. Number nine, Gonzaga will be in the Bay Area to take on the University of San Francisco. Number five, Arizona will bear down at home against Washington. Let's get a couple ladies scores in because the Gopher ladies are playing and there's a stunner going on right now. Over at the barn, Minnesota leads number three and undefeated Ohio State. What? 33-32 midway through the second quarter. We'll keep an eye on that game. Hopefully it'll go final before we end uh, things tonight. Northwestern at the top of the hour will take on Illinois in Champaign. Top 25 for the ladies. Uh, UConn missing Gina Oriema. Let's for, go, Lindsay. For, for the fourth game. Uh, this season due to illness is not bothering Connecticut one bit. The fifth-ranked Huskies lead Xavier 63-24 to at the end of three quarters. Number one, South Carolina, all over Auburn, 79-34 midway through the fourth quarter. Number nine, Virginia Tech in a tough tussle with cross-state rival Virginia. That's early in the fourth, 55-52. The Hokies lead the Cavaliers. Number 10, NC State, is losing at home to Boston College, 61-56 early in the fourth. Uh, coming up a little bit later will be number seven LSU taking on Texas A&M. Number twenty Gonzaga will host San Francisco. A little bit earlier it was number nineteen Duke over Wake Forest sixty to fifty, and number twenty-two North Carolina loses at Miami sixty-two fifty-eight. One other thing that happens: Welcome back PGA Tour there at Kapalua in Hawaii for the Century Tournament of Champions. Uh, what some people like to call <clears throat> weather porn uh, this time of the year, especially with what we had this week. Uh, Colin Morikawa and J.J. Spawn, your leaders, uh, they are currently finishing up round one. Uh, the two are tied at nine under par, two ahead of Mackenzie Hughes, Tom Hoagie, North Dakota's own Tom Hoagie, and Aaron Wise at seven under, also John Rahm, still on the course at seven under as they play that par 73 course. And when we say par 73, we mean birdie fest. Great job by J-Lo on the scoreboard there. He's super excited, too, because of golf. Coming up next, we're super excited to have Matthew Kyle of Purple Insider. He joins us next year. Talk Viking football on The Good Neighbor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, it's time for Matthew Collin to join us here on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Uh, Matthew, uh, I, the last time that we talked, was it? Well, hold on. Um, yeah, it wasn't 2023, but uh, welcome in. Happy New Year. Uh, now that opens up a debate of how many days can go by into the new year where you could still say it. But I think since we haven't talked, yeah, you're good here. Since we haven't year, talked, too. we can absolutely say it. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, you know, I saw Chad Hartman tweeting about this the other day. He said you only get three days to say it after New Year's. I think that's a little harsh. Chad Harbin, who was that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, always happy to have you on. All right, so you know what? Let me Before we get into the Vikings, um, there's no way that I'm not going to ask you just, just man, how you felt and, and your thoughts Monday night when you saw what transpired uh, between the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals with Jamar Hamlin um, and all of that, because I asked that same question earlier of Dane Mizzitani because um, he covers the Vikings as well. But just, you know, I know how I felt when I was at Target Center and I was watching Monday Night Football at Target Center that night. I want to get your reaction. Yeah, I mean, I was just watching the game as usual, sitting on the couch. Uh, and, you know, in, in real time, uh, when the play was live, I saw what happened, and I actually texted my wife, Sloan, who you know, and I said, I think something really bad just happened because I've seen so many injuries over the years covering football. I mean, when Brian O'Neill got hurt, I immediately knew that's, a, that's bad. That's probably an Achilles. I've seen ACLs torn. I've seen concussions. I've seen all these things. I've never seen that. I've never seen a guy go down, get back up, and then just immediately fall. And so I was very concerned right away for that. And then when I saw the medical professionals acting the way they were, running and getting on the walkie-talkie, it's like, this doesn't happen when someone just gets hurt. 
And uh, so as it as it kind of devolved into the players standing around everything else, like their faces, I've also never seen that out of NFL players before. Like it's very hard to shake a whole group of NFL players because they have seen every injury under the sun. And every time they're asked to just get back out there. So Josh Allen's face, his thousand yard stare, that's going to stick with me forever. And I was very, very concerned that the, the worst possible outcome was going to happen. And so like everybody else, I mean, I just kept refreshing Twitter waiting and hoping that it was, it was something, you know, much less serious than it looked like. And it turned out to be an incredibly serious thing. And then, you know, I've just spent the last couple of days just hoping like everyone else. Uh, and finally today we get some good news. We get him being able to communicate and him starting to heal, which I think is just uh, a, a complete credit to all of the people who ran onto that field, to the ambulance, to the tra- uh, the trauma center, like, those people jumping into action when you never expect that to happen. I'm sure that those people have gone through a thousand injuries and they never expect to get out to the person and have their heart stopped. And so that the way that they jumped into action is just unbelievable. Um, and they're the reason that he's still alive. And I think that there's a lot of reasons to be very, very cynical about the NFL in this moment. And all of those points are probably fair about the danger of the game, the guaranteed contracts and all those things that we could talk about. Um, but also the NFL put these things in place over the years to, to make sure they could save someone's life if the worst possible thing happened. And, and they did. And it's incredible. Yeah. And you're, you know, I think that one of the things that I'll never forget in this, well, first off, I'm never going to forget what happened and what transpired. And I hope that he uh, fully recovers and, and lives a long, healthy life. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I, you know, look, would, would it, I, I'm not even concerned about, his career, this particular, I just want him to be able to be able to live and live the way that he would like. Cause when you're 24, you got, and I'm, it sounds like he's um, an awesome young man. And it sounds like he's mm-hmm. somebody that can do so many more things in his life. So that's, that's, that's amazing. And, and, and I hope that that's the case for him, but you know, the, the motto in the NFL has always been next man up. Well, Monday night, we, we, we figured that we found out it's not next man up because there was no next man up. On Monday night, it was no. This is as serious as it gets, and no, these players, like you just mentioned, they can't shake this. And no, it isn't. We're just going to play on and just go ahead and, and finish this game out. Yeah, right. And you know, th- this is such a ruthless sport, and it's such a hardened sport. And the guys compare themselves to warriors and the military and war all the time, and they say I, in the trenches and all those types of things. But I think what we saw is so much humanity in the last few days from NFL players. I mean, today, Patrick Peterson was pretty emotional talking about how, you know, he was watching the game with his daughters and he had his wife take them upstairs because he didn't want them to see that. And then he said, you know, the next time he gets on the field, how could you not have that in your mind? And, and you know, also Matt Daniels today, the Vikings special teams coordinator, he lost his dad to a heart problem. And he said it was very, very hard for him to see that happen to someone else. And also he's, you know, cultivated these relationships with players to be there for them emotionally through this. And the amount that NFL players have been willing to share, I mean, Harrison Phillips, you know, played with uh, DeMar Hamlin and, and talking about you know him trying to lend a hand in any way he could by buying dinner for the people who were caring for him and things like that. I mean, I just think that what you really saw in the wake of this is all of those kind of walls come down and these guys show 
their humanity in ways that we have never, ever seen from NFL players before. The openness that they talk about, their fears and things like that. And sometimes I think that I'm, I'm just amazed that, that, you know, Patrick Peterson's kind of got a whole group of us standing around him and he's talking about it this openly. But I think that's how raw the emotions and how deep the emotions hit for them. So, I mean, this is because it's taken a good turn today. I mean, just thank God that it's going that way. And I think everyone will be able to go out and play uh, on Sunday. But if it hadn't, if we hadn't been talking about DeMar Hamlin, you know, waking up and starting to feel better, I mean, I don't know how anybody could have could have focused on the game. I mean, yep. it just this this thing just really hit hard and hit in a different way than any other injury or anything I've ever seen has for NFL players. Talking to Matthew Collar, give him a follow on Twitter at Matthew Collar, but uh, more importantly, check out his fine work, purpleinsider.com. Let's turn our attention now to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you mentioned um, a few minutes ago just <laughs> injury riddled now in terms of that offensive line. I, How do you go about walking into this final game, in your opinion? Do you rest, guys? Because to me, I feel like you should beat the Bears anyway, even if uh, Justin Jefferson is sat down or even if a Kirk Cousins or somebody was – like, how do you approach this final game? So I was listening to uh, Dane uh, and what he said earlier, and I just completely agree with everything that Dane said. Um, there is no way to play this game at 80% trying to protect yourself. And if you know these players are going to go out and give 100% to beat the Bears, there's always that risk that something like what happened to Brian O'Neill. And think about this. like Brian O'Neill has been the pillar of health. I mean, this guy has been there every single game, and then – he turns wrong and, and steps wrong on the field, and then all of a sudden he's out. And he's one of the best players in the NFL. And now you have to go into the playoffs without him. I think that uh, – I, I feel like we're all concerned parents talking about this as we were like to Kevin O'Connell. Like, Kevin, are you sure? Are you sure you want to jump out of an airplane with no parachute here? Because, <laughs> like, uh, you know, are you sure you want to text and drive, Kevin? I don't think it's a good idea. I'm a concerned parent. Wear your seatbelt. Sit down, Justin Jefferson. I think that because there is something to play for, at least in their minds, that there's a chance that Arizona beats San Francisco. And, you know, you can never assume in the NFL when they're all pros. So because there's that chance, they want that number two seed. My thing is, it just ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it. Because if you lose, if Justin Jefferson turns an ankle, heck, I mean, it doesn't have to be even Jefferson. It could be K.J. Osborne. It could be T.J. Hawkinson. It could, like, this roster is so thin that if Zadarius Smith goes down with a knee injury, you can't rush the passer. It's just over. Your season is just over if you lose one more player. And I'm not even 100% sure that losing Brian O'Neill doesn't do it itself. Um, because that's such a key position for them um, on their offensive line. So I think they're putting their life in their hands by playing starters, but from everything that Kevin O'Connell has said this week, and we've asked him a few times, like, are you sure? Are you sure you're going to play those starters? And every time he says, well, you know, we're going to limit some snap counts and things like that. But I think it's it's risky. And not only that, you're also playing a bunch of Bears players that have nothing to lose. I mean, these guys are fighting for their jobs and their careers – a lot of them because they're not playing starters here. They're playing backups who are just trying to showcase what they can do to stay on a roster, and that's a scary thing too. So, yeah, I I don't like it. I think it's not a very good idea, but um, it sounds like they're going to do it. All right, so beyond just the fact that they lost the game, 
uh, which is clearly, you know, it's disappointing to lose to a rival in the Green Bay Packers. What, uh, what, what, was, what, what was the most disappointing or frustrating thing that you thought about when you, when you saw the game on Sunday? That's a good question because it's kind of everything. Um, yeah, it, sometimes when you come out of a game like that, it's like, okay, what's a real problem and what's random? Uh, usually teams don't get a kick return for touchdown. It's kind of random. Usually you don't throw an interception where your receiver slides on the grass, falls down. But I think that the it's sort of all of the fears that you have about the team anyway in the playoffs were on display there. Uh, once Green Bay got a little bit of a lead, they just ran and ran and ran and ran, and there was nothing that they could do about it. And if Saquon Barkley, if that's who they face in the first round, if the Giants can run the ball, I mean, there's just nothing this defense can really do. Um, the amount of comfort that Aaron Rodgers had, the, you know, just even the fact that some weeks we talk about, oh, K.J. Osborne had a good week, or T.J. Hawkinson, like, um, you know, supplementing Justin Jefferson. But if Jefferson slowed down, it's just that you just have nothing. You have no answers at all. Like, there's no one who can rise to that challenge. And, and I think when they went into the season, they thought that Osborne and Thielen would be able to do that. And then when they acquired Hawkinson, and he's been good. There's no doubt he's been good. But a possession tight end who averages eight yards a catch or something is not going to be a guy who could take over a game. And their running game for the Vikings is just non-existent at this point. And so I think that like the disturbing part of it is if a team even slows down Jefferson for a possession, for a quarter, you just are losing at that point because you have no answers on defense and you have no answers in the run game or with additional wide receivers, which makes you sound like kind of a mediocre team. And I think that, you know, if people were kind of holding on to that, like, hey, maybe they're, they're just magic this year, team of destiny. It was hard to walk out of Green Bay with all of their weaknesses on display and still say, oh, yeah, like everything's fine here. Yeah. Hey, uh, always a pleasure, Matthew. I appreciate the time tonight. The next time that we chat on air, it'll be talking playoffs, my friend. All right. Appreciate it, Henry. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. That's Matthew Collar joining us here on The Lake Show. We'll take a break, come back, quick wrap-up before the hour next. All right. Thanks again to Matthew Collar for being on the show. He's a Thursday night regular. And the next time we chat with him, (laughs) we'll know who we're facing in the postseason. Yeah, it, it sucks, though, man. The, the O'Neal injury, that's a bummer. He's your best, arguably your best offensive lineman. I know that we could say Christian Darisaw as well. Man. And you're already having issues with the defense? Woof. Yikes. All right, coming up next, we'll talk to Steve Silton, sports and business attorney with Coles and O'Connor. I got something I want to ask him about. College football. Something came to top of mind as I was watching the college football playoffs last weekend. We get to it next year on The Late Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.